Capitals get a nice win over the weekend against the Blue Jackets? How did they get that done? I'll discuss next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into this edition of Locked on Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holman. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. I would love to talk Capitals hockey with you one-on-one, and we can do that on subtext. Just check the show description for more details. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. So in today's episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the nice win for the Capitals over the weekend as they take down the Blue Jackets. Uh, I know that the Blue Jackets aren't playing that well this year, but it was a nice victory for the Capitals as it appeared things were firing on all cylinders. We'll talk about that in the show. A little bit later, we'll talk about the bad news in that Trevor Van Riemsdyk left the game with an injury How much time will he miss? We'll talk about that in the show. A little bit later, we will talk about Ovechkin's slow start. I've spoke about this already, but we're 10 games into the season, and he still is not getting the production that a lot of people thought he was going to get. But just to get it going here, we will talk about the Capitals as they take down the Blue Jackets. And ultimately, how did they get it done? Well, it was a team that was all pulling on the collective rope, as they say. The Caps over the Jackets, 2-1. to one. It was the 1,000th home win for the Capitals. A big evening for them. Uh, and just the, just the way to get it done, as it was a team that uh, was fully engaged. And it, for the first time, I think, you know, in a long time, or one of the few times in this early season that I saw the team working well together as a unit, And um, already I've heard kind of some negativity about people online. They're like, well, yeah, you took down the Blue Jackets. Have you seen where they are in the standings? Listen, for me, a win is a win and a loss is a loss. And if they can get a win any way they can against any team, I'm all about it. Uh, But, you know, just taking a look at the product that was out on the ice against the Jackets, I like what I saw. It also saw the return of Charlie Lindgren, who was lights out. Uh, And let's face it, sometimes when, you know, players are out for a substantial amount of time, especially the goalie who faces a lot of pressure, sometimes that first start is a little bit rough. But uh, ultimately, he came back and showed why he is the great number two in the Capitals organization in net. Uh, We are thankful for the contributions of Hunter Shepard and Clay Stevenson, who was on the roster in his absence. But uh, really great to have uh, Chucky Sideburns dialed in as he uh, just played a really big role in the Capitals' victory. The Capitals go 5-4-1 in their first 10 games. They scored more than two goals in only two of them and were aided by an empty netter to get three in one of them. So, 
if you take a look at, you know, these first games so far, um, it's kind of a mixed bag for the Capitals, I guess I got to say. It was a slow start, a bad start. I mean, let's just be honest. It was a bad start for the Capitals. Then they played a few games that were pretty good, then some that were not so good, and now another win tonight, or over the weekend, rather. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can keep the winning going. Uh, taking a look at the schedule ahead, they are playing the Panthers, who are also not one of the better teams uh, in the NHL, and then they take on the Devils on the 10th and then back facing the Islanders on the 11th. And if you scoped out a little bit more here, the Golden Knights a little bit further out from that, that are 10-0-1 on the season. Uh, again, you take a look at the Blue Jackets, 4-4-2. So uh, again, it was not a great um, Blue Jackets team that the Capitals faced, and Johnny Goudreau did not play for a good chunk of the game. I saw a thing by Tom Glady saying that he was not happy, the coach of the Blue Jackets, that is, was not happy with the, with the play of Johnny Hockey. So it is interesting that even these big marquee names can, you know, fall from grace, if you will. And it was not uh, a really great evening for him. Uh, what was the keys for success was scoring early. As you know, they scored two goals early in the game. And what has kind of been the script for the Capitals all season is that they're, the other team always scores first. So the Capitals are constantly in comeback mode, come from behind mode. And I don't think that puts you in a good position. I think that if the Caps can get on the score sheet first, then they can kind of, you know, concentrate on more scoring and, uh, uh, you know, concentrate on the defense, the other team not scoring. And I guess let me clarify what I'm trying to say is that when the other team is scoring first right away, you're like, well, I got to get back into this. You know what I mean? So you're never making a concerted effort to worry about defense. You're just worried about getting a goal so you can get back into the game. Um, and if you take a look at statistically for the Capitals and probably most any team out there is that if you score first, generally speaking, things are going to go better for you. I know that there's been times the Capitals have had to claw back into games from behind and those are always fun moments. But if you're asking me how I would prefer most Capitals games to go, if the Caps can get on the scoreboard first, of course, uh, that is always advantageous. And then just who are some of the keys to success? Back Malenstein, and I've kind of talked about him all offseason that I see him being on this team. Um, and when he made the team, it came as no surprise. And what is one of the things that Back Malenstein has is a big physical game, five hits on the game. Um, and he's also not afraid of laying his body out. He's not afraid of getting hurt. Uh, he's good at reading plays and um, blocking shots. And I think that that's one of the things that Beck Malenstein realizes is that he's not going to be that big goal scorer on the team. So he's got to use what tools he has in his tool set to his advantage, his big frame, blocking shots, you know, things other than scoring goals. And that's what how he's found a regular spot on the Capitals this year. And I think that if he continues uh, doing that, then he will continue to have a spot in this lineup. Because what is one of the things that you know is that some of these players that started uh, with the team, you know, Lexi Protus and Matthew Phillips, uh, you know, who there was high hopes for them, have kind of got jostled all around the lineup, uh, in and out of the lineup at times uh, for some of those players. But Beck Malenstein has been a steady force on this team. And why is that? Because of his big frame, he's not afraid of laying out in front of the puck, and he's not afraid of throwing around the body. That is why he plays a huge role on this team on the fourth line uh, if you take a look at it um, 
And that's what it's all about. There was a lot of questions in previous years. You know, it was uh, Carl Hagelin, and it was Hathaway and Dowd. Well, Dowd's injured. Hathaway's not here anymore, and Hagelin retired from hockey. So this is the new wave of the fourth line, and I like it. Um, and I like it with Beck Malenstein on there. I'm looking forward to it even more uh, when Dowd comes back, of course, but uh, just really great to see these young capitals. And not so young anymore. He's been with the organization for quite some time. So what is one of the other things that was working was lots of scoring chances. Uh, in some of the other games, it just seems like they weren't getting their opportunities and there were a lot of great scoring chances. Uh, another player that really stood out is Tom Wilson. And, uh, you know, I, again, I bang the drum a lot for Tom Wilson. I think, you know, when I talk to people uh, that cover hockey quite fre frequently and just friends that, that are into hockey and they say, well, yeah, you got Tom Wilson, but he's just that fighter. Who would he be if he wasn't a fighter? Who would he be? I mean, uh, then I have to set them straight is a really great goal scorer. If you must really know, if you saw the goal that he scored in the game uh, against the blue jackets, I'm going to go ahead and say that's a highlight real goal. And, um, you know, and then Joe Beninat even talked about it. It's one of the goals that looks better the more that you watch it. So to think that, that Tom Wilson is just a tough guy and that's all he brings is a tough guy presence. I think you're talking more about Reeves or Maroon, so, someone like that, that, you know, just the goons, the junkyard dogs, that is not Tom Wilson's thing. That can be him if called upon, but that is what really makes him a four-leaf clover in this league is that he he's multidimensional. He can fight. He can score goals. He can be a leader. He can be everything. And despite the fact that everyone likes to talk trash about Tom Wilson, there is not one other team in the NHL that would not love to have him on their lineup. All of a sudden, they'd be singing his praises, wearing his jersey. Oh my God, Tom Wilson's the greatest. People around the league hate Tom Wilson because he's that great of a player, uh, you know, and that's what it's all about. Um, so I, I think that, you know, that's becoming a little bit more widely known around the NHL, but I think that that's what's, what's difficult for some people because generally speaking, when you look around the league, it's there's a tough guy or there's a goal scorer. Rarely does one person have all of that in one package. Tom Wilson is, is that guy. And I, I, again, that is the reason why he got the big contract. That is why he will be your future captain. Talking about that highlight real goal, beating Elvis Merzlikens, Wilson's third in four games. That's what we're talking about. Dylan Strom showing up big. We're talking about Tom Wilson showing up big, kind of showing up a lot of the younger guys. And I know Tom Wilson's been on the team for quite some time. When I'm talking older guys, I'm talking Ovechkin, who I'll talk about later in the show. Oshie, uh, you know, a lot of these players that were known for scoring a lot of goals, um, that's, you know, they got to lead by example and that's what Tom Wilson is doing. And then later, Sonny Milano on a backdoor goal. Sonny Milano is a guy that I love on this team. Of course, was picked up last season, kind of mid season and people had him designated for the AHL. And right away, when I saw him play his first game on the Capitals, I could see that he had a good nose for the puck, a good playmaker, um, a bit of hot and cold player. I know that he has seen some criticism here and there from former coaches, whether it's Laviolette uh, or Spencer Carberry, but all things considered, I love Sonny Milano's brand of hockey. And that is ultimately why he is in the lineup. And what were other some of the keys to success for the Capitals is the defense stood up and they did not hang Charlie Lindgren out to dry by blocking shots. And that's one of the things that Spencer Carberry said was the Achilles heel of the Capitals last season was hanging the goalies out to dry. Listen, Kemper and Lindgren did a really good job last year 
but they were really put to the test. And if you can help them out at all, uh, that really goes a long way. Charlie says, as a goalie, you love to see it. You love to see teammates selling out for you because it inspires you to do the same. It's not easy. Lindgren stopped 34 of 35 shots, including 14 in the third period. Um, and it was just most impressive. He hadn't played since October 13th against the Penguins, which he really stood out in. I know it wasn't the result that the Capitals were ultimately looking at, but he made some saves on high danger chances in this game against the Blue Jackets. So, you know, it's really great and a luxury for the Capitals to have, to have a really great starting netminder and a backup netminder. If you take a look around the league, take a look at the, let's say, the Minnesota Wild, for example, you see that that Flurry is, is pretty good for them, but then their backup, Gustafson, is not so great. So um, it's a real luxury for the Capitals to have, to have a really solid one and two or one and one A. It really, it's we're just putting labels on things. But any in any event, the two Capitals netminders on the big team are killing it and ultimately what have kept the Capitals in a lot of these games. Uh, being in pipes tonight felt good. It's been th over three weeks since I played. Lingren says, when you get a big win over Columbus, it's pretty awesome. Other things to look at in the game is the PK was dialed in. Penalty kill was huge. Uh, the Capitals killed off four penalties and have now killed off 12 straight penalties overall. Um, and it was big thing. Turned to back Malenstein and Connor McMichael. These young guys that have stepped up and, and played a huge role on this team in place of Nick Dowd and Nicholas Backstrom. So, um, you know, a changing of the guard. I know that we will see Nick Dowd back at some point. I honestly believe we will never see Nick Backstrom on this team again. You'll see him skate around in a little bit in practice. I would be most surprised um, if we ultimately see Backstrom ever in the game. But with that said, Big credit goes out to Beck Malenstein and Connor McMichael. Yes, this is the new wave of the Capitals. And, you know, it's one of the things that Capitals fans are going to have to face is this is what's coming, and I like it. I got to say, uh, Beck Malenstein, Connor McMichael, two huge pieces. Uh, another thing that's been kind of a common thread is the fourth line getting limited minutes. Hendricks Lapierre, 746. Phillips, 942 and 14 total shifts. So taking a look at it, it just seems kind of to be par for the course for Spencer Carberry's brand of hockey is that if you're playing on the fourth line, you are going to see very limited minutes. And I think he just ultimately goes with what works. You know, Hendricks LaPierre, you know, a, a young guy on the team hasn't really popped off the page yet. Phillips, who everyone was super hyped about when the season started that Phillips made the team, um, has been kind of meh, so, so, so far. And Anthony Mantha, if you take a look at him, you know, he's kind of been up and down. Um, he's shown flashes of greatness, but I think that ultimately his time is coming. And uh, I think that if he just keeps working on the game, I think it will come for him at some point. I don't think he's ever going to lead the team in goals or anything like that. But all things considered, I think that uh, he's at least shown some signs of improvement. And uh, sometimes that is half the battle. All right, so coming up here after the break, we will talk about Alex Ovechkin's slow start. At what point should we start to be concerned? I'll talk about that coming up. Shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. 
Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And what's one of the stressful things is that when your favorite team, your favorite artist, concert, music comes to town, you have a hard time finding tickets. That is why you need game time. And that is why I trust game time. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day, make sure and subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals wherever you find your podcasts and on YouTube. I break down every game for the Capitals, not to mention a great guest that are coming up here in the month of November. So make sure and subscribe or Follow Locked on Capitals today. So this next segment here, we are going to talk about something that has me somewhat concerned, and that's Alex Ovechkin's slow start. And some people say, well, what are you talking about? He gets a million shots on goal. And I, that's part of the part of it. But there are certain things that are different this year than there's been in previous years. For the first time in his career, he was two games without zero shots on goal. So not a positive trend for him. You know, I'd like to hear, you know, more positivity uh, he just is coming off his 13th 40-goal season. We know he's 71 goals away from breaking Gretzky's all-time NHL goal record. Only two, two goals on the season. Uh, Ten games in, Alex Ovechkin has only scored two goals. And I ask you, Caps Nation out there, hit me up on Twitter at DanCaps218 at LockedOnCapitals on YouTube, or most importantly on Subtext, where we can text back and forth about Capitals to hockey anytime you want. Tell me, at what point are you, as a Capitals fan, going to be concerned about the lack of production from Alex Ovechkin? You know, everyone's like, well, he's got, he's got you know, Gretzky on lock. You know, I, I'm a bit concerned. And, you know, I know that a lot of this has to do with the implementation of new systems by Spencer Carberry. I know it's talking about a pretty dismal forecheck at points for the season. And I want to believe that he's going to find his way. When the, when, once the switch gets turned on, it's just going to be, you know, two goals a game, hat trick, you know, goal, goal, goal. I want to believe that, but uh, the slow start has me a bit concerned. And the last time I talked about it, I think we were only four or five games into the season. I'm like, well, Dan, you're making, you know, this is crazy. You know, statistically, he's always turned it around and had one heck of a season, but we're 10 games in now and he's only scored two goals. And they weren't, you know, classic Alex Ovechkin goals. So uh, I guess it does, you know, put a uh, set a red flag off in my mind a little bit. Is like, should we be concerned about how he's doing it? Uh, only two, like I said, two goals on the season. None of them were even strength goals. Also had back-to-back -back games, like I said, with no shots on goal for the first time in his career. So let's take a look, like I talked about there briefly off the top of this segment, what's behind it. Not a lot of tape-to-tape -tape passes. What is one of the things that we know about Nick Baxter more than anything else is he assisted on more goal Alex Ovechkin goals than anyone else. Um, and, you know, I know that oftentimes in recent years, it hasn't been uh, Alex and Nick playing on the same line, but you got to think. And if just, I think, to truly appreciate how great Nick Backstrom is, is how, you know, crucial he was and is, um, I guess, in... Um, 
Alex Ovechkin's pursuit of catching Gretzky and just scoring all those goals. Originally, you know, he wasn't catching Gretzky. He was just scoring goals. But the way that Nick Backstrom serves up those sweet saucer passes, he's just, he was perfect at it. And I think that, you know, there was a natural chemistry uh, between Alex and Nick that that's missing there. And uh, I think that, you know, when he's playing with Strom and when he's playing with Wilson, it's good. But Strom's scoring the goals. Wilson's scoring the goals. You know who isn't scoring the goals? is Alex Ovechkin. So someone needs to be the guy that is passing uh, Alex Ovechkin the puck, and he needs to find the back of the net. And I spoke about this in the last time I, I, I talked about concern, is it just seems like when he gets the puck, he's overthinking it. It's delayed where it used to be like that one-timer. Um, you know, or he, you know, the wrister shot that he has there as well. It just seems like he's a little bit more snake bitten. Like, I don't know if he's gripping the stick a little bit different or what the case is for me, I guess I am a little bit concerned and I think I will be concerned until I have reason that I should think that I shouldn't be concerned, but it is a slow start to his season. And of course we hope that he can turn it around. Uh, four check has been rough and then 24 of his shots have been blocked. Um, and that's the big, the big problem there. And like I talked about, I know that the Capitals are still working on Carberry systems, but at 10 games in, uh, he should be where he needs to be. He needs to average at least 24 over the next three years. And we're 10 games in, you know, and 24 goals. I mean, that seems like, you know, that should be nothing for him. He's, you know, had 40 goal season, 40 plus goal scores, uh, scenes. But what is one of the things that we know father time is undefeated and he is getting older, uh, is there some sort of underlying injury that we don't know about? Oftentimes you hear about that. You don't hear about it till the season's over. You know, I was playing half the season with a separated shoulder or this or that or the other thing. That's what I'm starting to kind of wonder. Is there an injury that we don't know about it, that we don't know about? Because, you know, just breaking down his shot in particular, it doesn't look right to me. And much in the same way that I've kind of, in a lot of ways, predicted Nick Backstrom was going to retire, if you want to look at the older episodes, I think we will find out in, you know, coming days, weeks, maybe a month, that Alex Ovechkin is dealing with some sort of injury. His shot, to me, just doesn't look right. Uh, and it's hard for me to narrow it down as to exactly what's wrong. It just doesn't have that fluid motion that it normally has. You know, someone knocks on the puck and just that smooth right from his office. And it doesn't have to be from his office. You know, one of the goals he had was from near the net front there. So it's an interesting thing uh, to, to think about is ultimately what is wrong. Again, I want to hear from you Caps fans out there. Ultimately, at what point are you going to be concerned? Is there any level of concern for you yet uh, about Alex Ovechkin? I would sure love to hear from you because, you know, for me, I got to be honest with you, I'm a little bit concerned. I know we're 10 games in, but uh, at what point are you going to Go ahead and say, yeah, Dan, I, I guess I am a little bit concerned. All right, so coming up here after the break, the bad news from the game, if there is some bad news, is that Trevor Van Riemsdyk left the game with an injury. When can we expect him back? I'll talk about that coming up. Early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Listen, $150 isn't too bad with the price of gas, with the price of groceries. If you can make a little bit of extra money watching your favorite sports team play, 
Sign me up. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So sometimes when you're watching a game, it's not that exciting. If you have a little bit of money on it, say it's a Commander's game, say it's a Ravens game, it makes watching the game that much more exciting. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And everydayers, I want to thank you for listening and watching to this podcast each and every day. You are what makes it, makes it successful, so thank you so much. Uh, so in this next segment here, we are going to talk about the bad news from the game. Um, and that is that Trevor Van Riemsdyk left the game early with an injury, kind of an awkward thing where he let, you know, hit the board there and left the game and did not return. And it's a, it's a tough thing because we know, and I'm automatically kind of PTSD about it, that, you know, all the myriad of injuries that this Capitals team faced last season. And I know that this is just one player and Max Pacioretty, who was actually skating after the team practice a, a couple days ago there, that's positive. Um, is that you know, I'm kind of worried about players, you know, being absent from the team because of injury, because we saw the outcome of what happened last year. But the one good thing for the Capitals, if there's going to be one position to face injuries, is there is an abundance of talent um, on the blue line. And I know that there, some are better than others, of course, and I'm going to go ahead and say TVR is better than some of the other guys out there. But we know that we have Hardy Hobman Octel, we have Alexiev, and we have Lucas Johansson, uh, not to mention Vincent Iorio down in the AHL Hershey Bears, not to mention a lot of other players down in Hershey as well. So, um, uh, you know, it's not an optimal situation as he plays a big role on the blue line for the Capitals. But what do we know for sure right now? The Capitals lost TVR to a lower body injury after his skate awkwardly hit the boards in the first period, suffered the injury early in the first period of the game when his right skate hit the kick plate on the boards awkwardly after Justin Danforth pressured him along the boards during a dump in play. And it was kind of one of those things that when you were watching it in real time, I missed it, you know, and I didn't really catch it until he was skating down the tunnel and Joe B and Locker were talking about it and then they played it back and you kind of saw that, you know, he kind of winced. It was kind of just an awkward thing there. It looks like something with his ankle, lower leg area anyway, is what I'm going to say there. In my um, dumb doctor opinion, I say dumb doctor, I, I have no PhD, but sometimes I like to, to play a doctor on television, um, is that it looked like it was a knee, uh, lower leg, ankle, that kind of thing. So I guess we'll find out, uh, but we don't know for sure. There's no update from Carbs, who said TVR will be reevaluated. Team is off today. Next practice is Monday morning. So that's one of the reasons to subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals as I you know, have little video clips or sometimes audio clips throughout the day updating you all about the condition of the players, especially a big piece like TVR. If you take a look at TVR, though, he hasn't generated much offensively so far this season with just one assist in 10 games. He's better known 
for his ability to drive play, to keep things moving. And um, that's what they're going to miss about him. But the good thing, like I talked about in the show, is they have an abundance of talent on the blue line. Uh, some could say even so much that they could you know, consider at some point trading one of those players. But that's ultimately why you keep these guys around, because we know if there's one of the things that we know last year, um, and I hate to keep talking about last year. I have a hard time putting that. But, you know, sometimes, you you know, history is an, an, an important teacher. And if you have, you know, enough depth on your team, it's not as big of a deal if you lose a TVR or someone else like that. So I guess in, to a certain extent, it's good that the Capitals have that extra depth on the blue line. You don't, you hope they're not called upon uh, quite often, but uh, you know, oftentimes one man's loss is another man's game, a gain rather. So, you know, if one of these other players can step up, that's that much better for them. But ultimately at the end of the day, we are hoping for a speedy recovery for, for TVR. Uh, so this Caps team can keep going in the winning direction. We know that they're taking on the Panthers and they're taking on the Devils. And I don't want to to look at the Panthers and say, well, that's going to be an easy one. Trap game. I always talk about that. You know, this team is not playing that good that they can take any team for granted right now. They need to be fully engaged and engaged in the business of winning hockey games. They think they have what it takes. Let's keep the winning rolling. Let's climb that ladder uh, because they definitely do have some room to climb. And, you know, I am happy when they when they win games, of course, but you know you can tell how bad your team is when your fans get so excited about a singular win. Uh, but taking a look at the Metro Division, the Capitals are in fifth place, um, and then like I talk about, they're taking on the Devils, who are in the third place. But the Rangers sit supreme in the Metro at eight and two, um, and the Islanders sit right above. Uh, the Capitals. So that is going to be a big game coming up. As we know, in the Metro Division teams, we know that they're playing the Devils. We know they're playing the Islanders coming up and the Blue Jackets. It's best to make hay while the sun shines, as they say in the Midwest. Listen, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, your only daily year-round podcast covering your Washington Capitals. And I want to thank all of you that listen or watch this on YouTube each and every day. You are what makes this show successful. Listen, I'm just telling you a brief story here. When I started this show coming up on two years ago, um, there were 75 subscribers to the show. We are closing in on eight hundred. And uh, that that's most impressive. My goal, of course, is to make it by a thousand by the end of the season. If we could do it sooner than that, then that would be just great. But I I cannot begin to, to thank you guys enough that watch this or listen to this on a daily basis. Also on the listening side on Chartable, the podcast does really good. We rank pretty well against some of the other competition in the market. You know, the other capital show that I'm talking about, uh, it's a dogfight, and it is for me. I don't know if it is for the other guy, but sometimes I win, sometimes he wins. But at the end of the day, I want to thank you guys for being loyal to this show as a guy that's got you year-round. Uh, when some of the other shows go away in, in, in the summertime, I got you guys covered all summer, all year-round. There's only just like a month or a month and a half there that we're down to three shows a week. But by and large, it's shows, capital shows, only five days a week. And if you listen to some of the other podcasts out there, other you know, different hockey podcasts or other sports podcasts, they call themselves Capitals Podcasts, but they're just Capitals Podcasts pretty much in name only. You know, I'll listen to these podcasts for 10 minutes, hoping to hear anything about the Capitals. And sometimes, well, I just lose it. So... To the people that are Capitals fans that listen to this show on a regular basis or watch it on YouTube, 
again, I'm forever thankful for what you do for the show. And I have you to thank for any success that is coming my, coming my way. All right. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. And are you a fan of other DC sports? Well, Locked On has got you covered. We have Locked On Nationals, Commanders, Wizards. So no matter what major DC sport it is, Locked On has got you covered, not to mention Locked On NHL. If you're a fan of the NHL at large, then Locked On NHL is for you. Available wherever you find your podcasts and on YouTube. All right, listen, I want to thank you once again for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.